Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast, delivering you the insight, ideas, and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Well, hello, and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. My name is Oliver Banks. I'm your host, and I'm a retail transformation specialist. I work with large retailers as a consultant and an advisor, helping to accelerate initiatives, clarifying the problem, defining the solution, driving progress, and making change happen across the whole organization and the culture, as well as helping retailers to navigate disruption and the complex and challenging journey of change too. I'm also delighted and hugely proud to be one of LinkedIn's top voices for retail. It's an incredible honor, and I personally would like to thank you for listening and for engaging with me in this fantastic conversation about the ever-evolving world of retail that we're all so passionate about. So thank you for your help in supporting me to be one of LinkedIn's top voices for retail as well. I also appreciate you tuning in to this podcast today. This one is episode 245, number 245. We exist in a world where people or consumers crave personal connections and seek brands who have meaning, who have a purpose, who stand for something. So it's essential for retailers to really be able to harness the power of connection and show their personality beyond just being a faceless corporation. Today, we're going to be discovering how conversations can help power up this connection. Whatever the channel, whether we're talking about in stores, telephone, customer service centers, social media, e-commerce websites, whatever, being able to engage one-on-one with customers or potential customers through a meaningful dialogue can be the difference between an ultimately disappointing customer experience and a long-term loyal customer who really acts as a fabulous advocate for your company. That's right, in today's episode, we're diving into the role of conversations within your retail customer experience and how you can use this engagement to build long-lasting relationships with customers. The show notes from today are over at obandco.uk slash 245. That's obandco.uk slash 245. And hey, whilst you're over there, don't forget to sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing. This is my weekly email newsletter designed to help you stay in touch with the evolving world of retail. Each week, I highlight key headlines from around the world with new innovations, new insights, and new ideas to help you transform and stay relevant for customers. It's absolutely free to sign up. So head on over to obandco.uk slash 245 and subscribe to the Retail Transformation Briefing right now. So today we're discovering how human interaction through the incredible innovation of a conversation (laughs) can help power up your customer experience. And I've got four key thoughts to run you through today. So without further ado, let's jump straight on in. 
The first big idea is that people are social and memorable. We shouldn't forget that for many categories in retail, shopping is an aspirational and social activity. We, as consumers, yes, that's right, we are consumers as well, we all want to be excited. We want to engage. We want to learn. We want to discover. We want to find ultimately the best products and services for us in order to help us achieve something else, whether that's impress our friends, whether that's have fun, whatever. And some categories naturally want to elicit more opinions throughout the shopping process and as a result. Something like fashion, for example, you know, does this top suit me? Some categories really demand advice, particularly if there are heavy technical elements, like in the technology category, for example. What's a good specification? Is this the right product for me? And so on. Some categories conjure up a feeling of passion, particularly if they're based around our hobbies or interests. And ultimately, all customers are different. All customers are individuals. Everyone has a different interest and a different preference. So there isn't really a one-size-fits-all, although there are some rules of thumb that allow us to develop our businesses and our operating models in the right way. But nevertheless, whilst one customer might be massively excited, for example, if we're talking about groceries, one customer might be massively excited about planning and buying for their next culinary masterpiece, whereas the customer right next to them in the supermarket is just feeling hungry and wants a quick snack. So people are individual. But let me just take a different angle here. Let me ask you to think about a great and recent experience that you have had, ideally with a retailer. So just think back, when has been a time fairly recently that you've just had the most amazing time, you've really enjoyed that shopping experience as a customer? whether you bought something or not, by the way. Now, given you are an individual, you could have any number of different experiences in your mind at this stage, but chances are you're probably not thinking about a regular purchase experience where everything just worked as expected. When an operating model just works, we tend to not think, as customers, we tend to not think it that amazing. It's expected behavior, right? And if just going through in a standard way is an amazing experience, then there's probably something quite severely wrong (laughs) with the whole retail industry. But when you ask your customers about their best experiences, certainly when I ask them, they're often stories about when something has gone wrong or something has not gone to plan. But that situation has been resolved effectively by a colleague, by a person, in conversation with that customer, you or another customer. Because great experiences involve an interaction with people. And given that many, if not all, retailers want to focus on that customer experience and obsessing over customers, we want to make sure that we can engage with customers through relevant conversations. Now, maybe that's a a functional conversation, you know, is this product in stock? Where is my order? And so on. Or it could be a more detailed conversation, talking about the specifics of a product or a particular service or how to customize something. Or the customer may just be completely confused and needing help and reassurance. Those individual interactions can solve 
all of those particular challenges with a smile. Whether you can see someone or not, you can definitely tell if someone is smiling, by the way. (laughs) Now, for just a moment, I want to spin this on its head. You've got your great customer experience in mind, but now think of a time where you have been on the receiving end as a consumer, as a customer of a bad experience. You've not enjoyed it. I'm sure you can think of some. Certainly, I can think of some recent ones. They seem to keep coming around, right? You know, by definition, the operating model here has not worked. Something has gone wrong. And chances are that either there was no conversation at all, so the company was completely silent, or the conversation didn't present a fair outcome from your point of view as the consumer. Either way, that poor experience involved a poor interaction or no interaction, again, with people. So operating models are brilliant. I'm a massive fan of an operating model. It allows you to consistently and profitably deliver the customer proposition. But an operating model cannot just be robotic processes, right? It needs to have the leeway and the flexibility and the empowerment to allow and even encourage your colleagues to have a conversation with a customer or a potential customer and make it relevant, make it fair. Because human interaction is more memorable than when things just work. And that can be a good thing or a bad thing. So that's our first big idea today. The second big thought is to focus on growth and brand building over direct cost saving. Right now, we're in a time where many brands are pivoting or have pivoted towards a D2C, a direct-to-consumer approach. These brands are shifting how they are going to the market. They want to have a conversation or a relationship with their customers rather than just trading through classic wholesale agreements and being one step removed. Let's think about a couple of examples. Nike, for example, have been very vocal about this approach. They have reduced the number of wholesalers that they work with, the number of classic retailers, essentially, limiting the supply of their product to the market, which on the face of it sounds like business suicide, right? But at the same time, they've really doubled down on that direct approach, really having amazing stores, developing the website, developing apps that really support customers, and thinking about the aspect of community in all that they do, both online and, of course, in person. Nike recognized the opportunity of engaging with customers to build that brand loyalty and develop the relationship. Apple are the same. You know, for a long time, you wouldn't get electronics anywhere other than an electronics retailer, right? They spun that whole market around with their iconic stores and the still incredibly surprising for me, heavy footfall that they experience. There is a true aspect of community there that, again, builds that brand loyalty amongst its tribe. Now, let's not beat around the bush. Apple and Nike are two of the strongest brands in the world. They have extreme brand reputation and brand power. And in any instance, whether it's within a town or city or a particular retailer, customers are looking for that particular logo, knowing what it stands for. But nevertheless, you see the same patterns across many other brands that are increasing their D2C strategy. Meanwhile, curiously, some retailers are severely risking 
going the opposite way. They're not being clear about the brand. They're not being purposeful with what it stands for. They strive for automation at every step of the way. They're outsourcing customer service because it's more efficient. They're delegating their customers to speak to third-party brands, particularly if they're employing marketplace strategies. And at all of these instances, we've got this incredible opportunity for a conversation which is being evaporated. And broadly, the reason for that is financial performance, right? People to have a conversation with are expensive. They're expensive in terms of labor costs and they're expensive in terms of effort. You have to have a whole management hierarchy to look after them. You have to train them, provide pensions and other workplace benefits and so on. But whilst people, your colleagues or potential colleagues are expensive, it is also expensive to acquire new customers. If you are neglecting the customer or the potential customer that is right in front of you right now. So think about how you can focus on your brand personality to build your reputation rather than focusing on the direct cost saving. Now, again, don't get me wrong. I'm all for cost saving, but it has to be in the right way. Lean Six Sigma can be a useful methodology or approach to make sure that you're making the right cost savings rather than the easy cost savings. I did an episode about that just recently. Check out episode 242 and also 243 might be interesting as well. On the show notes, I'm going to put a few links to additional episodes that you might enjoy listening to next. Head on over to obandco.uk slash 245 and check those out. Now, our third big idea here is that technology can and should help. It's easy to think of digital tools and technology as either an enabler to a great customer experience or a roadblock. It's easy to find, oh, we could do this, but the system takes so long to develop. Or we could do that, but uh, that capability isn't available and so on. But going down this avenue means that you'll never have a great customer experience. It means you're being technology-led rather than being customer-led. Because when it comes to elevating customer conversations, technology can and should help. Firstly, think of social media and social commerce. It's been a fantastic channel, or I should actually say a collection of channels, that has really transformed the whole retail market and how many consumers engage with brands on a daily basis. Social media allows companies to add personality, but it also allows companies to put up a corporate front and seem very faceless. It's a fine balance to get it right or wrong. And that is projected onto your entire brand, right? Is your brand the type of company that a customer would want to have a conversation with? You know, regular social media posts and stories and so on can be a broadcast, if I'm honest. And whilst it is possible to get personality in there, it's also easy to make mistakes. Video is a fantastic medium to allow more engaging content and bring your people into the fold to engage customers and show that you're willing for a conversation. Live streaming is a fantastic medium and that can be done either at a company level, so it's the entire brand that is live streaming and hosting a really professional show, but it can also be done at a a local level. And this the same for both social and live streaming, by the way. You know, 
introducing the local members of your team, your local colleagues, to your local customers. And it makes conversations more accessible for your customers. They will recognize your colleagues. Oh, look, it's Terry from the live stream. I'm going to go and speak to them. Always remember, you have amazing brand advocates in your stores and brand experts in your entire company. Together, this is an amazing resource for engaging customers with really meaningful conversations, giving people insight and ideas that they never even knew existed. And I'd call out Games Workshop or Warhammer as one of the great companies that helps engage customers in conversations through social content. Another company I'll call out is Curry's. They enable their in-store colleagues to have conversations and help support their online customers through one-on-one video calls. Curry's are definitely not the only company doing this, but I think they've executed it really well in a category where customers definitely want to ask questions and seek advice. And then finally, we couldn't talk about technology without touching on AI, right? And when it comes to engaging customers in conversation with AI, the immediate and obvious solution is to deploy something like a chat GPT to talk directly with your customers, right? You could replace your entire customer service team with an AI chatbot quickly and effortlessly tapping away to engage your customers. But I think there's a real opportunity to allow your AI to be a supporting tool, not a replacement tool. Helping your customer service agents and advisors with contextual information so you're still allowing the human side to come through, but helping to support and serve rather than do. Whether that be about quickly pulling up a customer's previous orders or capturing notes from a customer service center call or even alerting the customer service team to highlight which customers they should contact and why. And here, I'd like to refocus your thoughts on AI. This is a great opportunity to not think about AI as artificial intelligence, but instead reframe it as assisted or augmented intelligence. Have the tool help your people engage your customers with great conversations. Technology definitely can get in the way if you let it. And don't get me wrong, there are going to be some technical barriers that you will have to come up against. But I'd really like for you to start considering technology as a tool to help rather than a channel to funnel your customers through, removing the need to talk to a human being. And that kind of leads us on to our fourth big idea that I wanted to share with you today. You have to want customer conversations to happen. You need to make it easy for your customers to speak with you. Make it clear who your colleagues are within store. Make your phone number accessible. Avoid using excessively long or complex menu systems. Deploy chatbots, but equally make it easy for a customer to elect to speak to a human being via chat as well. Enable your in-store colleagues to access your customer details and engage in conversations about previous orders, maybe even browsing history and overall preferences. If you want to hide how customers can talk to you so that it demands less workload in your customer service center, let's say, that's great, you can do it, but you will not have those 
important, valuable customer conversations. And instead, you risk those moments of poor customer experience where there is no conversation. There has been no human interaction when it is needed most. So you have to want customer conversations to happen. And equally, whilst you're doing that, you also have to avoid all of the frustrations. Just think of a time where you, again, as a customer, have been trying to work your way through a complex menu system. You've eventually managed to speak to a customer service agent and you've explained the situation. They've then passed you over to someone else, which may or may not work. And then you've got to start all over again and you've got to explain the whole thing again. And when you then call back in a couple of days or a couple of weeks, depending on whatever the situation is, you've got to start all over again. Again. (laughs) Infuriating, right? But also thinking about wanting those conversations to happen. A conversation is, by definition, a two-way interaction. Now, maybe that sounds obvious, but too often a conversation is a one-way communication. Customers want to talk to you about choosing a product or a query over the overall category or maybe even resolving an issue. But they may also be sharing product feedback or feedback about your shopping experience and even hinting at key insights and underlying themes and trends that could help propel your business forward if you could listen and understand. But whilst customers are wanting to talk with you about those topics, you are wanting to talk to your customers, particularly with marketing messaging, or maybe to gather feedback after a recent order or visit or whatever. How can you engage with your customers? How can you listen and respond accordingly when your customers are wanting to talk with you? Equally, how can you be more proactive in your conversational skills (laughs) as a company, I mean? You know, how can you recognize when a customer or a possible customer is stuck or confused? How can you recognize when there is a problem brewing? Now, this happens fairly obviously within a store. You can see a customer being confused and hopefully your colleagues will go and say, hey, can I help? How do you do this online? How do you do this in other channels as well? And equally, how do you be more proactive when there is a piece of bad news to have a conversation about. Most obviously in e-commerce, when your order doesn't ship on time or it's not going to make the expected delivery timescales, or maybe you've gone to pick the product and recognize that it's out of stock. Consider how can you have a conversation in this moment rather than doing the default answer, which is nothing. There've been so many times, particularly recently, where an online order has not been shipped on time, and yet you hear absolutely nothing from the company. You're left in limbo. Is it that it's shipped and they haven't sent me a notification? Is it not available? When is it going to get there? You have all these questions, right? That is leading to a poor customer experience one way or another. Amazon is an amazing operator. When a customer places an order, there is a significantly higher reliability that that order ships on time and gets to the customer on time. Customers trust Amazon for doing that, for running their operating model like clockwork. Other companies don't have that same reliable operating model, and yet they don't do anything. They don't supplement that with that human interaction. And when you are communicating bad news, why not suggest a resolution? Don't just suggest nothing, right? Think of those moments of having a great customer experience. 
there is a high likelihood that you are thinking of a time where the operating model did not work effectively. And actually, there was this customer interaction and maybe some sort of resolution to help sweeten the situation for you as the customer, right? And equally in this two-way conversation, think about how are you rolling up the insight from the conversations? You know, you're having a one-on-one conversation and there is some fantastic golden nuggets that your customer is sharing with you or with your colleague. How does that information roll up towards the broader company? How can you understand the key trends and themes that are there? You have to want the conversation to happen and you have to want to understand what was in that conversation equally. And that could, again, highlight all sorts of trends, patterns, themes, opportunities, and maybe even a few challenges along the way, right? Customer conversations elevate your whole experience if you let them happen. You have to want them to happen, though. So how are you going to enable and encourage conversations and interactions with your customers? And those are our four key thoughts that I wanted to leave you with today. I've got one final bonus thought that I will share with you in just a moment, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can reach out to me directly either on LinkedIn or send me an email, oliver.banks at obandco.uk. And perhaps we could consider how your operating model could develop to encourage those customer conversations to happen rather than try and deny them and block them off. You'll find the details to my LinkedIn and also my email address on the show notes at obandco.uk slash 245. And then I'm also going to put some suggested episodes to listen to next. Here are three recommendations to catch. Firstly, take a scroll back through the archives to episode 59. Episode 59 called Creating Memorable Experiences. And there you can learn how you can use a little bit of neuroscience and thinking about the brain to develop a memorable, positive customer experience. Secondly, in episode 97, I was delighted to catch up with the consumer champion, Martin Newman. He is one of the world's leading authorities on customer experience. And we were talking about customer-centric cultures. An excellent conversation there with Martin. And then more recently, in episode 228, it was delightful chatting with Lindsay Mazza from Capgemini. And we were talking about what customers want in 2023. So those are three episodes to listen to next. I'm going to put all of those on the show notes, which once again, you can find at obandco.uk slash 245. And subscribe to the free Retail Transformation Briefing whilst you are over there. Now, I had a final bonus thought for you. Hopefully you are subscribed to the fact that customer conversations can elevate your experience and your whole business. But importantly, conversations allow you to be in charge of your own destiny. Customers have so many choices in front of them right now. The whole world is awaiting a customer through just a few swipes of the supercomputer that is sitting in their pocket or bag. But when customers want to invest their time and their effort to have a conversation with you and with your brand, either to protect the investment they've already made, or maybe they are considering a new investment and making a new purchase, this is your chance to give your customers 
a positive return on that time and the effort that they are investing. That one-on-one interaction allows you to stand apart from your competition because your competition are not in the same conversation, right? It's your chance. You own your destiny. So what behaviors do you need to engage in as a company and you as an individual to really make the most of this opportunity? How can you encourage others within your company to make the same? And hey, why not share this episode with one of your colleagues and open up a conversation about it within your company? Or reach out and have a conversation with me. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and the podcast in general, of course. Plus, the state of retail is always an interesting chat. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in today. I appreciate you more than you realize. And I look forward to joining you on another episode of the podcast. So do hit subscribe if you've not already done so. And I'll catch you very, very soon. Bye for now.